Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low-cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Lauren Whitting, Office Manager of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hello there, and welcome back to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. My name is Lauren. I am your host for today's podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today I have with me Christy Emmons, our nurse practitioner here at 3W, one of them. And today we are going to talk about body image, self-image, and how that you know affects our health, weight management, all the fun things like that. So thank you so much for joining me today, Christy. Thank you for having me. Of course. So first off, let's just lay the groundwork on defining body image and defining, you know, what that is to us and our health versus, you know, maybe what we think of self-image and what that looks like. Okay. So they're very similar, but self-image, if you think about it, it's something that starts early in childhood. Yeah. So we develop these personal views and mental pictures of ourself that's reinforced by the people that we're around. Right. So family, relatives, siblings, teachers, and relationships reinforce Mm. both positive and negative self-image. And sometimes, you know, in childhood, you don't always have control over these things. No, you don't. But at some point, I would hope that people could surround themselves with positive people. Totally. And make healthy choices because it does impact life, health, emotional, spiritual, mental well-being. For sure. Well, I don't think we always know as children what's going to affect us and what we're going to hold on to. I think a lot of people, you know, they go through therapy and there's a lot of blame placed on certain, you know, people that raise them and they did the best they could a mm-hmm. lot of times. You know, there's obviously a lot of abuse and things that happened that was bad. But there's a lot of people who were raised by parents that did the best they could, mm-hmm. but said certain things or saw how they talked about their body image and it affected them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so interesting as someone who wants children and is around people who are raising kids of like, you can do, you know, what you think is the best. And still there could be moments where you as a the child latches on to something that was said even about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like my mom always reinforced my body image. Oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. You're strong. You're mm-hmm. athletic. Like your legs are meant for, you know, working out and having fun and they take you places. But then I would hear her talk about her body. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And it's so interesting that then I became self-conscious about things mm-hmm. after hearing what she talked about when it was only positive for me. There was never nitpicking on my weight or like mm-hmm. what I ate. It was always so positive, but still you you latch onto those things. And it's so interesting to me. Yeah, it is interesting because if you look at 
different articles or research, they will say there's this confusion if a child is given nothing but positive reinforcement, if the parent then is self-critical, right? it can do a number of confusion it on is. the child. Yeah, so that's interesting like, that you bring well, that up. I look like her or I see, you know, we look alike or yeah. we have similar body types. And then mm-hmm. you're like, but I, like, why is she saying that about herself? But then I am perfect the way I am, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. It is. It makes you stop and kind of question what you're hearing or be a little bit more analytical totally. of yourself, even though you've been given really nourishing comments of from your mother. Yeah. So it is interesting. Yeah. And so body image, moving into body image, that's the perception, a unique perception of how we feel, think, and react to our own perception mm-hmm. of our physical attributes and our characteristics. Right. So again, things that we can do, you know, and it's interesting because I like what you brought up about how I think it's a really healthy approach if as an adult or even a young teenager, Mm -hmm. if you can go, you know what, my parents did the best they could do. Right. Because you can't change it. So if I can encourage anybody, it's picking up where you're at and knowing you have a choice to move forward. Totally. And change things for yourself. Right. And not depend on the past or really perseverate on the past. Right. Right. But move forward. And then how does that relate into so as we are defining self-image and body image as a young child, going off of that, if there is negative kind of distortions or issues within our body, what are the ways that people can go about that? Because I hear a lot on social media and different things of body dysmorphia. That's a huge, Mm -hmm. big thing of like perceiving your body differently than it actually is. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. that psychological, it's defined as a medical condition like anorexia or bulimia. And I think most women, it's like when they talk about body dysmorphia, it's I'm perceiving my body to be bigger than it actually is, Mm -hmm. is what I hear a lot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of like, Sometimes when diet and exercise gets unhealthy and they're thinking, I am so I'm stuck in this mindset of how I was maybe or how I'm perceiving myself when that's not actually what's happening in the mirror, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So how do we as women specifically as being 3W Medical for Women go about shaping that that body image if it is disordered or affected? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really good question because a lot of the issues actually stem from the media Mm -hmm. and social media is right there with it, if not more. And so one of the problems that people get into, and it's just like this never ending circuit is trying to capture their self image and compare it and constantly comparing it to other people. And I think what people forget is that when people are posting images, Mm -hmm. oftentimes it might be the best of 40. Right. It's not maybe the true reality of what they look like. And things can have filters and things can be softened. Right. For me, I I find it to be a waste of time. Like don't don't even I and so it's really it's difficult, but you have to break the cycle and the habit of wanting to compare yourself. Yeah. Or even looking at maybe an ideal body image, but rather doing some internal self-work first by accepting your unique self and then working maybe with a primary care provider and talking about what are some positive goals that 
are reasonable, you know, and that's really important because you don't want to make these unrealistic goals because everybody is unique mm-hmm. in their shape, size, height, genetics. Right. There's so many things that impact what your potential end result can be. But if you're partnering with a primary care physician, then maybe they can help you come up with a a small list of things that you can work on Mm -hmm. and then have somebody to check in with. And of course, you could also use counseling services or something like that. But it's, it's really making reasonable choices, but also recognizing maybe present choices at this time Mm -hmm. where people need to break certain habits. Right. And if it happens to be maybe too much time on social media or comparing and contrasting yourself to other people, mm-hmm. that's a really good starting place to just stop doing yeah. that. And I, I know it's easier said than done, but you have to kind of pare it down because the research shows Facebook, social media, these things can really cause a lot of issues yeah. with people. And we have tons of links that I've included today that talk about this. Yeah. They talk about the negative impact of always comparing yourself to other people or these different social media outlets right. where they've actually researched has it had a positive influence on young kids and teenagers or a negative influence. Yeah. I was watching a video the other day and they were saying, you know, as humans, we were never intended to have so much, not only negative, you know, critiques of our body through social media. I have like 2,000 followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So 2,000 people are are looking at me, whatever I post. Mm -hmm. And even if it's positive affirmation of, oh my gosh, you look so great, Mm -hmm. that's damaging. Mm -hmm. Because I was not meant to be, you know, praised that much Mm because that can alter our self-image of like, Mm -hmm. wow, am I, do I only look good when I look like that? Mm -hmm. Or in, in the positive side, when there's bullying or critiques of like, oh my gosh, somebody's you know, for social media influencers a lot when they have millions of followers. Did you gain weight? Did Mm -hmm. you? And then comparing them on, you know, they look so good. Well, is that, you know, a big thing is Facetune. That's Mm -hmm. an app that you can edit your body. Mm -hmm. It's very well, you know, done, honestly, of like, that looks so realistic. Mm -hmm. Then you look at them, there'll be different posts that show like their un-Facetuned body. And it's like, well, that's totally a different person. I mean, it looks so different. And it's really interesting to me, you know, your comments about how they can be negatively affected, the social media. I think that's huge. People getting so caught up in it because Mm -hmm. you're getting positive and negative enforcement. Mm -hmm. If you're posing at the gym and you're looking really good in the lighting and people are like, oh my gosh, you look so good. Like you've lost weight or you just look so fit. Mm -hmm. You're going to want that reinforcement again. Mm -hmm. And that's too much. You know, Mm -hmm. that's an unrealistic amount of attention almost. Right. I have, you know, young cousins and relatives of like, so caught up in it, they've only known that, you know, because they're 12 mm-hmm. and social media came, you know, really big 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're always posting things and the comments are like, oh my gosh, you look so perfect. Like 30 comments underneath mm-hmm. their pictures. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not, that's not, that's not normal. That's not normal. You're not mm-hmm. going, I'm not going to school and people are like, oh my gosh, Lauren, you look so amazing. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight, 18 people. You wouldn't do that. And then if they post something and they don't get those. What's that going to do to their self-image? Right. You know? And so it's kind of this cycle, but right. it's a self-perpetuated cycle. Yeah. Unless you really step back and look at the whole situation with a broad view, yeah. you don't realize it's it's not just the negative, but it's also the positive. Totally. If you have positive and you're relying on that to get you through every day, right. 
then that's where it becomes kind of this addictive process. Totally. And for me, I just quite honestly see it as a waste of time. Yeah. Because you could take that time and go for a walk or right. go for a hike or go to the gym. And I laugh sometimes because I, I don't do social media mm-hmm. and I will look around and see the youth just taking tons and tons of pictures of themselves to the point of, I'm sorry, but annoyance. And I often would like to say, hey, you know, if you put your phone down, you might get to your workout a little bit faster. Yeah. Because I see it mostly probably when I'm at the gym. Yeah. Or maybe if I'm shopping or something, which is a rare occasion. (laughs) But the funny thing is, is when I was researching for our discussion, Uh there's actually a lot of literature out there that will correlate the more you take selfies of yourself, it reduces your self-image. Oh, my gosh. So it's really interesting. That is so interesting. Well, yeah, and I'll see people who post things from the gym, and it's like they almost want the illusion of like, look, I went to the gym today. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. look at me being you know, successful and, and on top of it, I'm here at 6 a.m. And it's mm-hmm. like that's awesome. But why do you need the affirmation from others? Right. Because really, then it creates an unhealthy balance with working out. Because mm-hmm. working out is so great mm-hmm. for our body. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. done a lot of talks about that. But if we're associating working out or getting fit with the attention we're going to receive, mm-hmm. that is not going to be a longevity of a commitment to yourself. Right. To just get – because it's, beauty fades and your life's going to change. Your body mm-hmm. changes as you mm-hmm. age. And if you're not creating you know, good foundations with exercise and diet, then – it's fleeting, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a really great workout routine and I feel like a really healthy body image relating to that. I think a lot of people talk these days of if you want to change your body, that's not body acceptance or that's mm-hmm. not a positive self image. What some popular media says, if you want to change your body, you must not love your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that of like maybe modifying your body to lose weight if that's something they want to you know, do and that's something that would make them feel healthy, but still having that positive self-image while accomplishing that. Well, it's funny. You have raised so many really good (laughs) questions. So I'm going to try and remember everything that you said. But and as you were talking about how there's these people and they develop this, they're kind of setting themselves up for failure because they're approaching like, let's say, the gym and they're just doing all these selfies of look at me, I'm here at the gym. Mm -hmm. And it's distracting from the task at hand, I guess. Yeah. And so I guess I would suggest pulling back and recognizing right there Mm -hmm. that it's defeating the whole purpose. So when you want to change body image, I think it has to start from an internal desire. It can't be somebody else asking you to do it. Mm. It can't be directed by somebody else. You can have suggestions and partner with friends Mm -hmm. or a provider or a counselor. Yeah, because that, I think, provides accountability. Exactly. Of like, oh, we're going to go to the gym together. Exactly. that's a fun thing to do. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because sometimes people need a little bit of motivation to get going. And so if they have to meet a girlfriend every Tuesday and Thursday for part of their workout, that's great. If they have like-minded approaches and they can support each other. And and that's what I would say. I would say you really have to focus on surrounding yourself with people that are going to provide encouragement Mm -hmm. and speak truth into your life and accountability into your life. And so when you approach exercise, I would say approach it more from the meditation type Mm. of point. 
where it's a form of recharging or relaxation. So one of the things that I'll teach many of my patients about is what is a specific form of exercise doing at the cellular level. Mm -hmm. So for example, if somebody has insulin resistance, I talk about if they're increasing cardiovascular exercise, how it's increasing their body's ability to utilize their insulin that's naturally made by their body to help them metabolize sugars more Mm -hmm. effectively, which in the long run, a lot of people don't realize this, but elevated sugars are related to high cholesterol as well, often. So how those things can work together, not to mention that it increases focus, decreases fatigue, it decreases pain, Mm -hmm. it acts as and can mimic an Mm anti-anxiety, an antidepressant, endorphins, endorphins, Mm -hmm. neurotransmitters. I mean, I could go on and on. And I usually do with my patients because... (laughs) I'm not selling it to change how they look, but rather to give them longevity from the benefits at the cellular level. Right. And and this is another selling point that I tell people. I mean, a lot of people just don't have the motivation to go out and exercise. Yeah. And this is something that I've struggled with, you know, throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I can remember some vivid comments made to me when I was in middle school. And those things Mm. can be really hurtful. And it's in the literature. It can be really hurtful. What we say to people, you know, and it depends on where they are in their life Mm -hmm. and how they hang on to things. But people that influence you, again, are going to be family and relatives, but your peers and teachers. So you never know when you're going to make or break somebody's day. So we Mm. have to be really careful about how we say things. Yeah. Um, And be sensitive to our intention can be pure, mm -hmm. but we don't know how people are going to react to that. Exactly. If you tell someone, you know, going to the gym is really great, you don't know what other things they might be holding on to that could make them feel like, well, putting two together that you didn't mean to do, Mm -hmm. but it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I was told to go to the gym when I was little and it was because I was overweight and people were bullying me about it or something like that, where then they attach these negative connotations to exercise to weight loss Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. cause, you know, distress really. Right. Um, Or maybe it's too crowded at the gym. Yeah. I mean, I remember I've, I've never really been a gym person until later on in my life when I honestly got chased by too many dogs and my husband was getting tired of it. So <laughs> when you were out on a run when I was out with my kids. Um, and so he wanted this is an isolated uh, environment. Yeah. I'm not going to get chased by a dog. <laughs> I know. So he, he was trying to help me come up with a better idea of how it would be safer so he wouldn't have to worry about the situation. And so he brought me to the gym and taught me the gym. And I have to be honest, when I first started going to the gym, I was like, oh, I hate going to the gym because I really, you know, I'm not one of those people that's going to do my hair and makeup before I go to the gym. I'm going to roll out of bed because I'm going to go get hot and sweaty. Yeah. And... It's not about a social engagement. Now, one thing I will say is with my geriatric population, 65 and older, Mm. that is part of their social structure. And so there's so many elements of exercise that are so important from early childhood all the way up until death. You know, really, we need to keep active. That's what our bodies were meant to do. Don't use it, you lose it, Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And so... Even as parents, what I wish, and I will 
I'll broach this topic when I'm working with pediatrics, mm-hmm. for example. I will tell the parents, you know, you have to lead by example because if the kids see that this is just part of the normal routine, then they adapt to it and get used to it. So one of the other things that I was going to say moments ago, I just now recalled, was I'll sell it to my patients by telling them, okay, if you're you're missing this this motivation, you know, make a commitment with another person. Signing up for a class is helpful, yeah. but also financial. Knowing, yes, I have a gym that if I don't cancel within eight hours on my class, I get charged like ten bucks. Yeah, and for some people, that's a motivator. And when I wake up at six, I think, okay, am I gonna let myself? get charged ten dollars or I'm gonna go to the class because yeah, yeah. that'll annoy me and I'm not getting my work done. Right. And you're not so it's like two things. <laughs> yeah. But what I tell people is if you try and do something, as hard as it is, if you try and do something for 30 days, mm. it becomes a habit. Yes. And then your body will actually kind of crave it. Right. And so it's a process and yeah. sometimes we move forward and sometimes we go back. But that's how I, I, I like to sell exercise to mm-hmm. people. Well and I think it's not always all or nothing either. I think people think who've maybe been in the cycle of like in a workout routine, then out of one of like going two days a week, if that's what needs to get you in and it's too overwhelming to go five days a week is better than zero days a week. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, then as your mm -hmm. body gets comfortable and you're back in your routine, three days a week and, you know, increasing it every time. And I think I've met women who get really in hard head spaces of negative connotations with working out because mm-hmm. they were in a bad body image state mm-hmm. because they were working out as a punishment or they mm-hmm. were working out as a means to change their body aesthetically. Mm-hmm. And then when they got to the goal weight or the you know look they wanted and they still were sad and they still were insecure and they still mm-hmm. could have found things about their body that they were unhappy with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting it really is an internal body image is internal and we mm-hmm. can try to change our body and have our workout routines. But if your mental state is a negative connotation with working <laughs> out, a negative connotation with your body, the losing the weight's not going to change that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they lose weight. They feel so great. They feel positive. But I think a lot of people from my generation have the negative connotation with their body. They have all these things they're seeing on Instagram and Facebook and they don't see that in themselves. They lose the weight. They still feel sad. And then they want to attack the working out as the issue Mm -hmm, of like mm -hmm. I had or the dieting or whatever it is Mm -hmm. as like that made me sad. And so I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm, I'm just mm going to accept myself for who I am, Mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm, great. Accepting mm -hmm, ourselves for who is is amazing. But weaponizing the Mm -hmm. like the healthy habits Mm -hmm. that made you feel sad because you didn't get the results you wanted mentally is not the way to go. Think of exercise not as necessarily a form of weight loss, but a form of sustenance. So it's like changing your whole thought rather than thinking about what your meal is going to be, thinking about it differently. Like I'm eating so that I have the sustenance and the energy to live. Right. Rather than looking forward to, oh, what's my next meal? Yeah. And I would say if people really give it a fair try and they partner with with somebody that can give them some elbow support and encouragement and direct them in the right areas, and they do a real good commitment of Mm -hmm. maybe 30 days, they'll start to feel better inside. It doesn't mean their body's going to change over time. Everybody's body's going to be different. And that's where accepting yourself, your unique Mm -hmm. physique, but learning 
what healthy choices are, yeah. what healthy limits are, what what is my ideal body weight, and if you're not that, how can I achieve that yeah. and do it safely? And it's an, it's not going to happen overnight. Right. I mean, it takes a lot of commitment and time, but I think um, approaching exercise in a different frame of mind. Yeah, and then also the the thing about food and weight loss that's another area where if you over restrict yourself then you feel that can have a negative impact on a lot of people. And then there's like you binge because it's like, well, I didn't Mm -hmm. have that. And then I have Mm -hmm. a cheat day and then you eat more. And it's it can be a damaging dynamic. Like guilty cycle. Yes, Yes. a guilty cycle and a withholding things and then you get the reward Mm -hmm. and it creates this thing in your brain of like, okay, if I'm eating good, I'm not eating these things. When I'm Mm -hmm. eating bad, I'm eating these things. I I feel like there's a lot of people – categorizing foods of like this is a bad food and this is a good food mm-hmm. you think mm-hmm. that can be really mm-hmm. damaging because yes, if you're definitely. saying i am eating a bad food mm-hmm. your Im- body image is probably not going to be very good because you're going to feel bad about yourself after you eat it right right or if somebody has a positive body image they'll say yeah well it's bad and i treated myself to it right. and they're just going to let it go it's not going to be internalized right yeah exactly but I, people like moralize food almost of like yes. this and then it, there's so much weight that food holds and that it can be a source of comfort for it, a lot of people it can yeah so being able to acknowledge that and you know and that's where I guess counseling comes in to play that can be very helpful because it's going through a process of learning about what your triggers are, how you react to them, and you ultimately have a choice, but kind of having a conversation with yourself. This is a healthy choice. This is not a healthy choice. And what are you going to do in this situation? Right. So, And then what do you think about like registered dietitians, like working with someone where, you know, or or nutritionists where they can – look at, you know, what, do you have insulin resistance? Mm-hmm. Do you have these health concerns and also, you know, weight management and things like that? Do you think that's a good resource for people? I actually really like registered dietitians. Mm-hmm. I often will refer patients if they have metabolic syndrome or yeah. insulin resistance or diabetes. Insurance covers it at different levels yeah. depending on the diagnosis. So you have to kind of work with your patient and they might have to do some research mm-hmm. and you work together. It's a partnership to help support them accessing those resources. But I think sometimes people in their zeal to eat really healthy, mm-hmm. that might look to somebody like non-fat, low-fat, low-carbs, yes. when in the reality, if you research what do non-fat foods have that make them Right. That fill up that that spot of the sugar. fat, right? <laughs> so it's a lot of sugar. It's a lot of sodium. And so I think if people can learn how to eat appropriate portions, yeah. and I think that's where registered dietitians come into because in a primary care setting, they don't have all of this time to go right. and educate on food per totally. se. And that's where you can collaborate with another specialty to help support that person, learning more about foods mm-hmm. and what type of energy it provides. Yeah. Because fats are not bad. Yes. I mean, that we was need very fat like 2000s. to satiate us, right? Literally, yeah. yeah. I remember all the low fat things, mm-hmm. the 100 calorie snack packs, like yeah. from I remember Costco. All that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, 
these are so good and they're they're low calories. It's like, do you look at what's in those? I know. It's like so bad. <laughs> so it's just eating like basic foods. Yeah, like I know when I like cook for myself and I make a yummy meal, it doesn't necessarily need to be like the healthiest in the terms of like no carbs or no fats. I always feel good about myself mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. I'm fueling my body. I'm giving right. it complex carbs. I'm giving it, you know, proteins and fats and it's balanced. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so much more of a positive self-image or body image over, okay, what was the lowest calories I could consume in the day? Right. Like that doesn't make me feel good at the end of the day. I think it's mindful to know how many calories you mm-hmm, eat. Mm-hmm. But I think if you focus first on the foods and the types of your foods you're eating and true like nutrition on what it's at a macro, you know, nutrient level mm-hmm, and micro, mm-hmm. but I think that's so powerful. It is another form of healthy affirmation to yourself mm-hmm. where you can say, oh, this was like a positive thing I did for myself, not I got a like on Instagram or right. a comment, you know, there's right. ways. And I think that goes back to our conversation of how to create a self healthy body image is doing things for yourself, feeling your body, finding things that create longevity mm-hmm. in our kind of body image less than like the initial comment, like a, a compliment that's going to be fleeting. You know? Right, right. And just like you said, self-awareness. When I prepare a meal that is balanced, carbs, complex carbs, mm-hmm. protein, when you finish eating, You typically feel good. Yeah, and satiated. And satiated. And it will carry you through the day. Like you need that protein to help carry you and you need that fat to help carry you. Mm -hmm. But working with a registered dietitian and a primary care physician, you can learn lots of things. And, you know, maybe some primary care physicians – Maybe they're they're really not going to be in that kind of mindset to help you. but. You, you would have to ask and inquire and mm-hmm. shop around as a and consumer advocate for yourself. and advocate for yourself. <laughs> totally. But developing that self-awareness of when you feel hungry, when you feel full, knowing what your limits are. And registered dietitians will help teach you that. But one of the real quick things that I can do for my patients is just hold out my flat hand, mm-hmm. looking at the palm of my hand, and just drawing a circle on it. And I'm doing this because somebody did it to me one time. Oh, yeah. And they said, you know what? Chris, that's all you need. Yeah. What fits on the, the palm of your hand, which is like like the size of a, a card from a right. deck of cards, is how much protein you eat. Mm-hmm. So it really what it boils down to is having self-awareness, having some discipline, allowing for failures, yeah. understanding what's happening at the cellular level when you feed your body certain foods that satiate you and taking you and carrying you through, mm-hmm. and seeing exercise in a different light rather than looking at it something tortuous that you have to do. Right. Think about how it's sustaining your life. Think about the cardiovascular impact on keeping your heart healthy, your circulatory system healthy. And by way of doing that, if you do it at a pace that's adequate, <clears throat> I tell patients just get hot and sweaty. That's yeah. kind of how I measure it for them. Getting your heart rate elevated, but not too elevated. You want yeah. to be able to recover quickly. Not being able to talk in full sentences, just short, brief sentences if you mm-hmm. had a workout partner, but recovering when you're finished mm-hmm. and doing it for about 30 minutes. Yeah. And if you can't do 30 minutes, I don't know, start with 10. Yeah. Work to 15, work up to 30, and then... Let it carry you. Maybe with your schedule, you can't afford 30 minutes five times a week. Right. So work to do like 40-minute intervals. Mm-hmm. But understand where stretching exercises can be beneficial. Weightlifting and strengthening exercises are going to help bone density. Yeah. And appreciating what's going on 
that is giving you longevity. Yeah. And make it a project, you know, maybe do some research, but you really have to tackle it from so many different perspectives to understand it rather than making it something that you dread. Yeah. Going back to our self-image or our body image, that's going to give us really amazing body image to think, look at how much I care about myself mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. carve out 30 minutes of my day, to think about myself when I'm grocery shopping. I think that is so much more positive in how we can feel about ourselves versus getting influxed with, I don't look like that. Right. Yeah. Or And when we see that person at the gym that yeah. we're like, wow, look at what great shape they're in. Yeah. Maybe approach them and give the gift of a compliment. Right. Because when you c- can compliment somebody else, that kind of gives something back to you. Totally. You know, you're able to say, oh my gosh, I really admire your physique. Yeah. And then move on. But we're not all going to look like exactly. this perfect image. And we're not going to look like, I'm not going to look like the girl at the gym who's six foot and a basketball right. player. And she's <laughs> exactly. not going to look like me who was a gymnast yeah. and has different body styles. Yeah. Like that's, but we can appreciate and that we have each beauty, other. Yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. that's amazing to, to call, especially other women to, to be able to lift them up and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and honor them in a, in a genuine way. I think genuine compliments is amazing and so mm-hmm. and, and great mm-hmm. for people's body mm-hmm. image when people are getting an influx of, oh my gosh, she looks so good. Right. When it's just because then they need they that. need that. But mm-hmm. when you're I think that's a beautiful thing to do, you know, mm-hmm. for women to be like, mm-hmm. you look so strong. Mm-hmm. You know, are you mm-hmm. and talking about their body in what it does, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Not always what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it looks mm-hmm. good too, but mm-hmm. wow, you lifted so much weight there. Like that was really cool. And mm-hmm. like your arms are so strong or, you know, you're, you can run so far. Like, I feel like it's cool to associate people's compliments with the things they do. Right. And kind of like we were talking about a few moments ago when you were saying when you make that meal and you feel good, yeah. then knowing also if you overindulge in sugar, mm-hmm. how maybe you don't feel so good. I, and I think this is a really good thing to bring up too. I think people think, gosh, I'm eating all these fruits and it's so healthy mm-hmm. for me. And I, I love to remind people fruits are full of sugar. Yes. So if you can, yeah. you know, portion control yeah. on fruits and on carbs and just make sure that you have a healthy balance of everything. Yeah. Our bodies were meant to have a little bit of everything. Totally. With a good proportion. And then also acknowledging when you're, you know, working out at the gym versus maybe a day when you don't work out. Mm-hmm. Kind of compare and contrast how do I feel yeah. one day versus What's the your other. energy like? Yeah. Because no, it kind totally. of feeds you to go, okay, you know what? I feel so much better when I do exercise. Totally. So Totally. Yep. Well, great. Thank you so much, Christy. I know we've had this conversation off recording before, so this was fun to do it again. And so thank you so much for joining us again on this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. Take care of yourself and be well. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you liked this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, stay healthy and be well.